0: Everybody, and welcome to an episode of Coach's Corner. As a reminder, every Saturday I put up a Coach's Corner, which is where I talk to a thought leader or I share something just for me. And every Wednesday, you get a life coaching episode. You get to hear an unscripted, unedited, unproduced conversation between me and some amazing person from this tribe. And we cover all kinds of ground. So if you're new to the show, that's the way it works. Before I introduce you to the guests that I have for today, a couple of announcements. Our Inner Child Workshop early bird discount is expiring. July 31st is the last day you can take advantage of the $100 discount. Our Inner Child Workshop is virtual. It's happening August 28th through 30th online, so you can join from anywhere in the world and it's all recorded and available to you for 30 days. This is such important work to do anytime, but especially right now I feel, and I've said this before, we're all being called forward into our highest potential and we really can't reach our highest potential if we don't clean up a lot of the things from our past and inner child work is the most efficient and profound way to do that from my opinion. And what's beautiful about this workshop is it's not a lot of processing, processing, processing. It's about really how to connect to that inner child, that part of you that always exists and always has exists and is an incredible resource for you, especially if you're wanting more creativity, more play, more belief, more magic, more more innocence. And what I mean by that is that, that untainted unskeptical, not cynical view of life. If you want to reconnect more to that part of you, then join us. It's christinehassler.com slash innerchild. Also, we have partial and full scholarships available. So if the only reason you cannot join us is financial, we understand that for many of you, you feel very strained financially right now, and we don't want that to be an obstacle. So email jill at christinehassler.com, and we'll be happy to work something out with you. Again, the details all are at com slash inner child. This is something that I co-teach with my husband and we really hold the space of the healthy masculine feminine or simply said mom and dad space for you when you cultivate that inner parent within. And for all those who joined us for inner child already, we are going to be announcing a level two workshop that'll happen at the end of September. So stay tuned for that. So let me introduce you to my guest for today. Charlene Azair is a multi-passionate entrepreneur. She's the founder of three brands, Melanin & Money, Wellness Delivered, and Soulful Systems. Through her platform, she empowers women to live on their own terms through system self-care and entrepreneurship. As a black woman carving out her empire here in these entrepreneurial streets, she knows firsthand how disheartening it can feel to feel unrepresented, longing for community, and support by women who get it, her mission to put money and opportunity in the hands of black women. When Charlene isn't strategizing with her clients or hosting an event, she enjoys playing video games, collaging, and self-caring. And one of the many reasons I wanted to have Charlene or Char, as she's often called on the show, is because she has three businesses. (laughs) As you heard, she's multi-passionate and she also is super passionate and committed to wellness and self-care. And I know for many of you that are busy and have all these interests and all these passions, sometimes self-care is put on the bottom of the list. And Shara really talks about how we can blend that multi-passion and that doing with the self-care. So enjoy this conversation with Charlene. Charlene, welcome to the show. I'm so happy to have you here.
1: Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to chat with you.
0: I am too, because I know that you are very similar to so many of the people, especially the women in my audience. And when we got connected over Instagram and I looked at your feed and looked at what you're doing, I was like, here's this woman that runs three brands. She's Mm -hmm. doing all these things. I can tell she's a helper. She's devoted to self-care. I bet she's had to struggle with juggling all of that. Yeah. So, I wanted to talk to you. I wanted to just start with self care. What's your definition of self care? My
1: definition of self care involves just asking myself, what do I need today? Mm-hmm. And I say, like in bold, today, because it changes from day to day. And sometimes, like those pieces of self care, those acts of self care, aren't like the most glamorous things. Sometimes like self-care also includes like no filing my taxes, like things that I know that will benefit me, but may not necessarily like be the most exciting thing to do right now in the moment. Mm. Uh, so I really like, I just think it's really important for folks to understand that each day self-care might look a little bit different and that's totally okay.
0: Sometimes each moment too, right? Each
1: moment. Yes. <laughs> yes.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And so one thing that's come up a lot for me is, especially in being a giver, sometimes I can justify, well, both being a giver and being a recovering overachiever. Sometimes I'll justify, no, the work is more important or helping somebody else is more important. And I'll put my self-care on the back burner, especially now when we're going through such an intense time, when I feel like a lot of people really need support. yeah. How do you really prioritize your self-care and make sure that it doesn't feel selfish. You know, that it really feels self-honoring and that you're not putting other people in front of you.
1: Yeah. You know, I think there's somebody, I talked to somebody a while back about the word like selfish. And I think it has like this really like negative connotation to it. But here's the thing as a multi-passion entrepreneur, I know that I cannot serve at a deficit of self. Mm -hmm. And so I have to take care of myself above all else. Like my energy is everything. That's how I'm able to run three brands. That's how I'm able to, uh, you know, switch over from like a survival state to um, living my, my best life and being in this thriving state. And uh, so for me to prioritize that, it just, it has to be the most important thing every single day. Mm. And it's definitely something that you have to work at. Like I'm, I have my days, I have my moments. Like my partner always reminds me each morning that, Hey, Like before you unlock your phone, like, have you done something to take care of yourself? Like, you'll remind me of that. So I think it's also important to have like those people in your life who really get it and who really understand that like self-care is a huge piece of your success in and outside of entrepreneurship.
0: Mm -hmm. Well, I'd love for you to tell us a little bit about the three brands you run, because in a lot of ways they're pretty diverse, which I think would make it harder, but I wonder if it actually makes it easier in some ways.
1: Yeah, actually, it's funny. They are all different, but they all encompass a piece of who I am. Mm. So it makes it much more easy for me to like really run the three brands. But I'll go ahead and explain a little bit about each one. Um, So Wellness Delivered is a self-care and a community care brand. Um, Essentially, we just rerun virtual and online, uh, virtual and in-person programs and events to bridge the gap between self-care and community care. And then um, Soulful Systems is my online business management agency where we support online entrepreneurs in creating their back end processes so they can really and truly stay in their zone of genius. Um, and then last but not least, Melanin and Money is a hub where we affirm and support women of color, Black women, essentially, in entrepreneurship through workshops and digital resources. So mm-hmm. we actually recently rebranded where we were uh, supporting women of color, but we found that after this, you know, most recent wave of, um, black lives matter, that it was just super important for me as a black woman to even niche down further. So I can really connect with my ideal clients. So yeah. we support black women in entrepreneurship. So each one of those really makes up who I am.
0: <laughs> mm, I love that. I love that you niche down to that because it's, I, I feel I started when I started my business, I started just 20 something women. That was it. And mm-hmm. I think it's so powerful to have a specific niche, one that really resonates with our heart because the ripple effects of that yeah. are really, really, really profound. Yeah. Um, so I'm curious, Charlene, because I always have found that the word passion, mm-hmm. which means what we love mm-hmm. and what we're excited about, that it actually originally meant suffering and passion of the Christ. Yeah. like it, That's mm-hmm. the original definition of that word. And I know for me, so much of what I love in my life and what I love doing, what I'm passionate about has come from my suffering. Would you be willing to share a little bit of your story of the things that you've had to overcome that have made you passionate about what you are passionate about today?
1: Yeah. So I came to the U S when I was around three, four ish, um, as a refugee with my mom and my two siblings. Um, And I just remember growing up, my mom working so hard to give us this incredible and amazing life. Um, And, you know, she was an entrepreneur for a little while. And so I remember like going into the store that she used to, it was a convenience store and that she ran. And I remember just going in there and just watching her hustle and like, you know, paint the walls and do Mm -hmm. like the construction and all of that. And I just... Even today, I understand and I know that all the things that I've gone through with my mother being a single mom, that I'm living my purpose. And I honestly wouldn't, I don't think I would be where I'm at today if I hadn't struggled as much as I did as a young child, um, you know, fleeing war, essentially, and coming Mm -hmm. to the U.S. Um, And even with that, you know, we always, we grew up knowing that, okay, we're here in the U.S. to chase the American dream but something that i grew up also understanding and learning as you know as i aged was the american dream is not free you know mm-hmm. none, nothing is free and and free in the sense of um it's it's been very hard as a black woman to um you know find success and not necessarily because um you know i don't think i can do it but just because of you know some of the systems that are set up in um this entrepreneurial space so you know, I've used those struggles as passion or as, as fuel to kind of, you know, fire my passion here, because mm-hmm. I, I understand that it's what I'm doing is more important than who I am. Um, there is going to be a young girl 30 years from now who's going to be like, Uh, I attended an event, my mother attended an event, um, at melanin and money and she started her business. And this is why I'm an entrepreneur. Mm. So I, I, it's important. It's important for us to use our struggles, um, as leverage to, you know, build, build our empires and build our dreams.
0: Mm. Thank you for that. I think that, you know, especially growing up one as a refugee immigrant coming into the country, being the child of a single mom, how many siblings did you have?
1: Two. Two Two siblings. Sisters. Mm. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
0: Oh, wow. Are you, where are you in the order?
1: I'm the oldest. You're the oldest. (laughs) So so you were the second mom.
0: (laughs) Yes. Oh,
1: oh, yes. I remember my mother going to, she she was a nurse for a little while or a nurse assistant for a while. So she'd work the night shift. So I would help like take care of my sisters at night, like make sure that they were in bed um and get them ready for school and then my mom would come home like around 7 7 a.m. um right when we were like getting ready to leave the house for the day. So, definitely a second mama to my siblings.
0: <laughs> wow. And is that something as an adult that you've had to just be aware of is that like there's kind of this identity of this caretaker role and knowing that your worth and your value don't just come from taking care of others that oh, you Oh yes. yeah. Yeah. Would you share yeah. a little bit about that?
1: Yeah, I think that's definitely evident in like the way that I support clients within social systems. I think when I first started my VA business, my online business management agency, I, you know, really attached myself to every single outcome of each and every single one of my clients. And that was, I noticed was literally the quickest way to burn out. Exhaust um, yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Cause then you just you feel like, okay, if your client didn't hit the specific goal. Like you're like, okay, what can I do to make sure that they're hitting this goal? Like what didn't I do? Right. Like that kind of thing. And it really messes you up mentally because then I, I found myself like working 20 hours, like in a day to just try and um, meet these goals, but un- understand not understanding that I don't need to attach myself to every single outcome for every single person.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How did you work through that? Cause I know, you know, one of the things that um, especially with the coaching sessions that we have Mm -hmm. on the call, it's, it's awareness is one thing like being able to go, okay, I know I observe my mother working hard. I formed a belief system that I have to work really hard to be successful. If I'm not working really hard, I'm afraid I'm not going to be successful. If I'm not taking care of people, then I wonder if I'm lovable or if I'm more of everything. It's like, we can have the awareness of those things, but for you, how did it move from awareness to actually being able to shift your behavior?
1: Yeah. I, part of it is community. I think having the people that I have in my life, the mentors that I have in my life, my partner, um, really helping me to understand that. Okay. we cause I have these conversations even, even today. And I definitely hold space for myself to be like, okay, I'm not going to be perfect at, you know, not wanting to do all the things for every single one of my clients. However, I definitely have found that there's more harmony in mm. my day to day uh, because of the community that I have and the community that I surround myself with, because you know they really do encourage me to understand that hey, it's totally okay if this happened with your, one of your clients that has nothing to do with who you are and your worth and who you are as an entrepreneur. Um, so really, surrounding myself with the right people has been um, magical for me. Yeah,
0: and I imagine getting the wrong people out as quickly oh, as possible. For sure.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's part of that. That's definitely part of that. In my years of entrepreneurship, I've definitely had to fire clients. And I think I learned a lot through those situations. And one of them being, I don't need to wait until like, you know, I'm completely burned out to fire someone like a client, like it's mm-hmm. totally okay to no longer be in alignment with a client. And I think that a lot of entrepreneurs, a lot of really driven women think that they need to accept everything at all times. And mm. it's totally okay to change your mind.
0: Mm. Mm. That's, I want to highlight that. Like it's totally okay to change your mind. It's yeah. totally okay to say yes to something mm-hmm. and then say, you know what? I I really wanted this to be a yes for me. I really mm. love to help you out. And it's not possible for me at this moment. Um, and one thing I've talked about with other guests and on, on the show a lot is, one of my biggest lessons, especially as a helper and as someone, you know, an empath and someone who's compassionate is like, it's okay. If other people are upset at me sometimes,
1: mm-hmm.
0: like that's okay. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm.
1: It's mm-hmm. definitely hard, it's hard. I have to tell myself that a lot. Cause it's definitely hard. Cause you take it to heart, you know? And even like when I used to work at a nine to five, it's easy to just shut everything off at five o'clock. You're home, you're done. But working from home, like I, every single moment, I sometimes I feel like very, um, I feel like all, everything is like right in my face all the time, you know? So I really, I love the hustle, but I, I know that I'd much rather be in a space where things are in flow and things are happening because I've created a space or an environment where I can thrive and not just survive. And like, part of that is just kind of changing those behaviors. Um, but it's a lifelong journey. Like this, I definitely, I give, I give myself grace and understand that it's not, it's, I'm not seeking perfection here. Um, but just progress, you know?
0: Right. Well, if you were seeking perfection, you'd be looking a really, really long time because I myself have not found it. (laughs) And I don't think you will either. Yeah. This is just, this is such an important thing because I think that part of what, you know, in all the awakening that's happening right now, Mm -hmm. part of what, is we're seeing more and more is the need for the balance between masculine and feminine Mm -hmm. energies. And Mm -hmm. I don't just mean male bodies and female bodies. I mean, masculine and feminine energies. And so what you just said about the hustle versus allowing things to flow to me is that difference between the masculine and feminine energy and women, because we've had to adapt to a mostly male paradigm. I think we've taken on a lot of working behaviors hustling Mm -hmm. and doing and forcing and, you know, because that's the way we've been taught. That's the way the world has worked in a lot of ways. And I found, and I'm curious if you found this too, the more I am in more of my feminine energy, I'm not pushing myself so hard because one of the reasons that I was such an overachiever was because I had massive insecurity, like desperate Mm -hmm. insecurity, was bullied, didn't have friends. Like I just was that girl that thought that nobody liked her and that she was broken in some way. And so I compensated by being a massive overachiever and getting more into my masculine energy. And as I've shifted more into my feminine energy, I found that 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 drive to overachieve has gone down because I like myself a lot more and that I've actually become more successful in a fulfilling way when I allow things to come to me and I allow myself to work in the rhythm of my body versus like the the push, push, push. I had a woman, Alisa Vitti, on my show a few weeks ago, a few months ago, and she wrote a she wrote a couple books, but the one we talked about was flow, and she talks about working in accordance with your cycle. Like yeah. there's certain rhythms with our infradium rhythm or our menstrual cycle. That there's certain times of the month we should be, you know, new ideas and there's certain times of the month we should be reviewing things. There's certain times of the month we shouldn't be doing anything and just getting in the flow of that. And I found that really shifting into that, wow, like work has become so much more fulfilling and enriching. And so it sounds like you're making that transition too into that more feminine way. And I'd love for you to share any tips you found because it can feel scary, especially Mm -hmm. as an entrepreneur to transition from the hustle and the do and the go, go, go into really trusting, like actually really trusting. Do you have any tips for making that transition?
1: Yeah, I think first and foremost, you have to be okay with, you know, messing up. You have to be okay with not really knowing. Um, So just starting off coming from a point of view where you understand that like, hey, this isn't going to be perfect. I also might mess up throughout this journey. I might have days where I don't take care of myself, but I'm going to give myself grace and understand that it doesn't have to be like that all the time. So that's the first thing. And second, I think it's really important for you to—I personally believe more so in work-life harmony versus balance. Mm. So when I think of balance, I like envision myself like trying to be like on a
0: equal in um, all parts, <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, and like on a balance beam, trying to like keep it all together. And I don't want to live my life like on a balance beam. Mm-mm. I feel like harmony feels just so much mm-hmm. better. Harmony really it gives us the grace and space that we need not necessarily have it all like all together in like the little and big moments um that truly create our existence on this planet, but I think harmony also like frees you from the idea that all the pieces of your life like have like are working against each other. I feel like with balance that like if you have one piece up there, that means there's another piece down there and like it doesn't need to be like that at all. So Um, I think it's important for you to really understand and ask yourself, like, what does work-life harmony look like? What does harmony really look like in your day to day? Um, for me, I find that I do my best when I'm really like integrating the different parts of my life, like my work life into like more fun. So I love to do like these quick, uh, team retreats with my, um, OBM agency, um, contractors. I love to do that kind of thing because it really of course, I love systems, but I know that's also work. But I also mm. love to just sit and talk to them about, like, you know, what are you doing to take care of yourself? Like, what is self care really looking like for you right now? So, really holding space in those different pieces of my life where it wouldn't normally look like um, fun, so to speak.
0: Yeah. Does that make sense? Oh, absolutely. I think fun is way underrated as a productivity hack. <laughs>
1: yeah, it's huge. It's amazing. Like, when I have more fun, I am way more productive. Uh, my partner and I actually we just bought some lacrosse sticks, so we will play lacrosse every day, Um, and just like oh, and that's fun. a huge part. Of, yeah, it's a blast. It's a huge part of our self care, and we add a lot of. It breaks up the day, and it adds a lot of fun into. Um, what would be like just meeting on meeting on
0: meeting on meeting work day, you know? Mm, mm, I love that. I love that. So uh, let's talk a little bit. I want to talk a little bit about women and asking mm. for help, paying for help and the wealth mm. consciousness that women have. Mm. So your VA system, well, explain it because not everybody might know what a VA is. Can you tell oh, yeah. us a little bit more what that is?
1: Yeah. So a virtual assistant is basically somebody that will, you know, go into your business um, and really support you in, you know, the admin tasks and or also like tech stuff or um, basically think about, think of it like as a personal assistant. Um, what we do my, with our online business management agency, I'm the OBM, the online business manager. And then we have a team of VAs who will carry out any of those like task rabbit tasks, so to speak. Um, and I, as the OBM will just help kind of like strategize on like what uh, makes sense in terms of deliverables and timelines and whatnot. So, um, an online business manager, VA, think of it as like an assistant who really helps you, you know, stay in your zone
0: of genius. So does this mean Charlene, you know how to use Infusionsoft? Oh, girl. Yeah. Oh, my yeah. God. Well, at least my went way, <laughs> you went way up in my books. I have no I've, I have Infusionsoft and I don't even know how to log in.
1: <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Yeah. That's the thing. Like, I think with entrepreneurs, like, um, you know, when you first start out, like there's I mean, there's all these tutorials everywhere. Yeah. But when you find yourself like spending all this time, like trying to like learn how to use this software and that software, it can be a hot mess. And that takes you totally. away from what You really enjoy doing. And that's also part of burnout, you know?
0: It's such an opportunity cost. And we have a lot of aspiring entrepreneurs, current entrepreneurs. And one thing that I always tell them, especially the women, because women generally are worse at this, is hire people soon, especially Mm -hmm. for the tasks that are not your zone of genius. So can you just get on the soapbox with me for a moment and talk to those entrepreneurs that are so scared to invest in a VA and an OBM and help and how it's actually costing them money?
1: Oh yeah. And not only just money, it's costing you energy and time and, you know, most of the times when women are entrepreneurs, like hire somebody, they should have hired that person three months ago. Like so three true. Months ago. Or three so years ago. Three months, yeah, or three years ago, actually, <laughs> that's true. And so you think about it, like, if you're spending all the all of your time doing admin tasks, that's time a way that you, you could be, you know, on social media and really engaging with your ideal client, or even pouring into your current client roster list. So there's always going to be there's always barriers i feel like when you aren't investing in somebody who can really support you and staying in your zone of genius and um you know i'm definitely somebody <laughs> it's funny i'm definitely somebody who is like okay i can totally do it all by myself yeah i can do it all alone even when i was starting this uh, va agency i was like okay we're taking on more clients like i can handle this this is great i love what i'm doing but then i found that just because i I could do it all doesn't mean I need to do it all. And also doesn't mean that that's the most effective at all in any work, any, you know, because I just, I feel like as an entrepreneur, your businesses are your, that's your baby.
0: Like mm-hmm. you want,
1: you, it's scary. It's so scary to hire somebody. It's so scary to have somebody in your business. But you think about like what your dreams are and what your goals are. Can you really get there alone? Probably, but it will, at what cost? It'll yeah. probably be at a deficit of self. Or your clients could potentially suffer as well. So I think it's really important to understand like what your goals are, and is it really realistic for you to do it all on your own?
0: Yeah, and usually it's not. It's so, not. Yeah. <laughs> so let's see if we can coach people a little bit on the mindset yeah. because I know that. Well, just to break it down, typically, what is does a VA cost for people? Like if they're if they're yeah. just trying to get a ballpark idea.
1: Yeah. So here, this is what I always, you know, I always start off by saying, like, you get what you pay for, essentially, yeah. just like with anything. Learn that the um, hard way. Yeah. So our online business management agency, we are, we consider ourselves like a luxury um, online business management agency, just because we, we perform at a very high level and we deliver incredible work um, for our clients. So, and then there's other, there'll be other, you know, services that might be anywhere between like you know, $12 an hour. Um, but when you think about, you know, a VA at $12 an hour, you're probably you might be getting $12 an hour work, mm-hmm. essentially, right? So it's like really important for you to think about that. Um, however, I think that it's also important to understand like you meet yourself where you're at. If you can only afford a $12 an hour VA, you can still get a lot done at that at that rate. Mm-hmm. But I think it's when it starts to get more specialized that it's very important for you to really think of it being as an investment because your VA and your online business manager, they are a part of your business, right? Just like a coach is supporting you in your business. Yeah. Your, your VA and your OBM, they, they're here for you. They're part of your business. And if you want your business to thrive, you need to, you know, you got to pay to play essentially.
0: Absolutely. When we really up-leveled both our bookkeeping team and yeah. our, our OBM and our VA team, oh. it will, it made our business so much better. And Jill Um, who you connected with. She's amazing. Yeah, she's amazing. She, you know, she was going crazy because she was trying to handle it all. It's not her zone of genius. She's Mm -hmm. an extrovert. She's amazing at relationships. And she was like trying to figure out Infusionsoft. And so I had to (laughs) learn, especially as a leader, to, to get my most valuable player and partner out of a position that just was not great for her. And to see her yeah. thrive when we really invested in those things, it's yeah. been amazing. And it's been such a lesson. I share that story. Cause I want people to know, like, just like Jill totally like just thrived and had so much more energy and so much creativity mm-hmm. and just, and, and for me as well, like our, our business changed. So I really want to help people with their mindset, especially people are like, Oh, it's so expensive. You've got to Mm -hmm. think it's, it's more expensive not to have it.
1: It is. Yeah. just think of all the time that you're spending, you know, reading emails or, you know, updating spreadsheets, like you could be doing so many other things that will actually bring in that income that you're looking for.
0: And so is a VA only for entrepreneurs? Or let's say we have a super busy mom out there or yeah. someone who works and doesn't have an assistant at work and just needs help with their life. Can you hire a VA for that? Or are they strictly? Oh, for, for sure. Okay, yeah.
1: Yeah, there are definitely um, VAs who specialize in different things. And um, VAs aren't just for you know entre- entrepreneurs. Actually, I'm pretty sure my first VA project, I like signed up for something called Upwork. Is, like, yeah, yeah. Where, yeah, okay, yeah, you know what it is. So my first, um, VA project was just kind of organizing this, um, working mom's like schedule. <laughs> like that was my mm-hmm. first project um, in the VA world. So there's a lot of things that you can outsource regardless of, you know, if you work as, as an entrepreneur or at a nine to five, like think about all the tasks that you don't want to do. There's somebody
0: out there who will do it.
1: <laughs> That's for mm-hmm. sure.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Get big permission slip to people. Like it's okay to get help. It's not weak. It's not indulgent. Mm -hmm. You're, Mm -hmm. you're supporting somebody else by hiring them. It's when we think about our wealth consciousness, we've got to understand that money is flow. If you, if you don't invest, it's hard to make it. You've got to invest in, in people. And you said, like Charlene said, go for the best. Cause I remember when I used to barter with friends or hire the cheaper person. I mm-hmm. had to spend more money fixing it afterwards. Yeah. So it's always great to start with the best, um, yeah. especially
1: something like this. Cause it's yeah. not like, I mean, you're, this is what's bringing you income. Right. So like, you know, like, let's say like your, your Gucci bag gets like something happens with your Gucci bag. If you want to take it to somebody who really knows how to fix it versus somebody who might, might know kind of how to fix it or might need right. to like Google something. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. I feel like it's
0: super important. That was a bad analogy, but <laughs> I get it. I get it. It's making me want a Gucci bag. I, I have one designer bag that I got in, in Monte Carlo on my, my honeymoon. Cause it was like a super great price. I oh, thought it'd yay. be so much more expensive. And I have this weird personality quirk when I have really nice things. I mm-hmm. don't want anything to happen with them. So I've worn it out like once. <laughs> because yeah. I don't want anything yeah. to happen to it. So I, I w- once wrote a blog post where your good underwear, because, I like, you know, I would wear my, you know, target underwear instead of my really good underwear. So I'm, I'm learning to use my nice things more and more and enjoy them. Um, I love that. And, you know, this is kind of shifting into this wealth consciousness conversation because one thing I've noticed, and I'm sure you've noticed it too, is that women often, um, tend to charge less than what we should. We tend to invest in ourselves less. Um, We have a hard time asking for money. We deal with imposter syndrome a lot. So I'd love for you to talk about how that's been an obstacle for you and how you've overcome it and any tips you have for women who are really dealing with that low self-worth and therefore it's translating to their net worth in terms of the money that they're making and asking for.
1: Yeah. Here's the thing, like, you know, when you're in that kind of mindset, when you're struggling to get out of that kind of mindset, you're really you're doing a disservice, not only to yourself, but to your community as well. Um, You know, when women have money, the community thrives. <laughs> and I think I don't think people really, really understand that. I think now so there's more people are really getting to are feeling more um, affirmed in that statement But it's, I mean, those are just the facts. When women have more money and more power, the world runs in a much more efficient and beautiful and magical way. Um, And how, in terms of like how to kind of like really shift your mindset from like poverty consciousness over to like wealth consciousness, I think it's like, a lot of it is, it's, you know, those stories that you created or that you've like lived in as you grew up. Like I think of myself, um, I grew up on food stamps and on government assistance. And so every for all I can remember, pretty much, I've always been trying to chase this financial stability um, mm-hmm. no matter what. So then so that even, you know, when I when I think about like where I've, where I've invested and like being scared to really hire a coach or to attend that event because I want to hold on to this money um, each time I've invested, I've made it back um, tenfold. And that's just because you're really letting the universe know and understand that you are ready for this and that you are worth this. And you're no longer focusing on that lack, right? And those needs that, you know, have never been met. You're focusing on what could be and how and and affirming to the universe that you're ready for this wealth and that you deserve this wealth and that this wealth is important to you and important to the community.
0: Mm. What do you think has been some of the key things for you, Charlene, from going from growing up? on food stamps and government assistance to being a multi-passionate, successful entrepreneur? Or is it mentors? Was it just your own conviction? Was it, what was it? Mm -hmm.
1: I think part of it mostly was definitely my own conviction. I am very resilient and I I know (laughs) (laughs) I'm super resilient and I'm determined. I am going to have and create like the best life ever. And I'm not going to stop until I do so. Um, so I'm very, very convicted in that sense, but I've also had wonderful people in my life to remind me. Cause like, there are days of course, where I'm just like, this is hard. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm exhausted. Like this doesn't, is it worth it? Um, you know, yeah. should I just go back to that nine to five life and see where that takes me? Like, I definitely have those moments. Um, but then I'm reminded by, you know, in the DMs, when I receive messages, like, Thank you so much for going live and doing that. Like, I'm really excited to, you know, pursue my dreams and I'm excited to do X, Y, and Z. Like that fills me up. Uh, My community really, really fills me up. Mm -hmm. Um, So part of kind of making those shifts, it's been a, it's definitely been a a journey and it has been a struggle. And I'm, I definitely know that I'm still in a space where um, I really, I can lean harder into that thriving space versus that survival mindset. Um, that I grew up in. And I feel like this year, um, it's I've definitely have gotten to that space where I'm like, the doors are open for that thriving space and I can see it and I'm like walking into it.
0: Mm, I love that. And I'm so grateful that you've taken that resilience that you were born with that just seems so part of who you are. And have been a leader and the voice for a lot of women, especially black women who feel underrepresented and misunderstood. And so for the women who may be listening to you and go, oh, but I don't have her resilience. Like I don't have her fire. I don't have her feistiness, but they still have a call. Mm -hmm. What would you say to them?
1: I would say this, you know, think about, what you don't need to be res- as feisty as I am. You don't need to be any of that because you there's magic within within you, regardless of who you are or um, you know what your personality looks like. I would just I would say to you to think about like all the magic you can create if you stepped into your own magic mm-hmm. um, and not spend so much time like really thinking about like comparing yourself because so that, that's definitely something that I did when I first entered the space. Um, I compared myself a lot to all the entrepreneurs out there feeling like I need to be as extroverted as everybody. I'm like low key, very introverted. Like even doing like podcast recordings, like I hyped myself up before this. Like my boyfriend like definitely hyped me up. Like I went outside, <laughs> did a little dance party. Like, you know
0: <laughs> I love that. Yeah.
1: I'm very I'm very much so um an introvert. So I I, I understand how it can be you know, you have this magic inside of you, and you wonder, okay, like, how can I really step into that? How can I really own it? Um, Part of it is just doing it. You Mm -hmm. know, unfortunately, there isn't like this magical formula that will show you exactly step by step, uh, you know, how to actually do it, besides just doing it. Um, And that's something that I've reminded myself over the years. It's like, there's nobody that's going to give me anything that I don't already have. Mm. And you have to remind yourself that every single day, every single moment, whether that's a sticky note or I have like this like um, hype audio that I recorded once Mm. when I was like doing my makeup and I was like, oh, you are that girl. Mm. You look amazing, sis. And sometimes I'll listen to it. I'll be like, "Okay,
0: yes. Yes. (laughs) I love that. I love that. Well, the best person to pump us up is ourselves
1: right? It really, really
0: is. And there's Mm -hmm. always, there's always a reason. And there's always an excuse not to, any of us can come up with, we're really good at coming up with all the reasons why we're not enough. If only we Mm -hmm. were that good at coming up with all the reasons that we're brilliant and all the reasons that we're magical. And I really think that we're shifting into a time when it's less about the gurus and the, Mm -hmm. you know, the influencers, and it's more about, everyone having a voice and finding our community yeah. and learning how to work together and learning how your magic and my magic can work together. And it's not about you being better than me or me being better than you. It's about how do our unique expressions work together. Yeah. And I think we've forgotten that. And that's one of the reasons we're, we're in, you know, we're living in a world where we're not seeing each other as, mm-hmm. cause I, I truly believe we're all different expressions of the same essence. And if we truly, truly knew that and felt that, oh my gosh, it would be much different. I hope that I live long enough to see more of that. You know, I hope that we're waking up to see more of that. But I have found, especially, you know, in my own healing, because I think that all women have the sister wound, you know, the Mm -hmm. the woman to woman wound Mm -hmm. and the, I've experienced the comparison and the jealousy and the betrayal and the competition with other women and something that's been so healing for me has been really championing other women and really cheering them on and knowing that when if i'm ever jealous of someone it's just cuz i'm i'm spotting something in them that i'm not owning inside myself you know my yeah. own version of it so i'm all for helping other women helping all people but especially i think women we have a lot of healing to do among us and part of that is just helping each other
1: yes and i i think uh, a lot of women And entrepreneurs, or you know, boss women, like feel you know guilty sometimes for that, like you know, feeling jealous or whatever that may be. But that's just, I think it's it's okay to say that. I feel like it starts with just admitting and being like, okay, that there might be something inside of myself that I might need to work on, or there might be something inside of myself that I really just need to own. And it's totally okay to have those experiences because guess what? I promise you, your sister, your friend is having the same experience.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. It's so true. It's so true. And I love that women are more and more having these vulnerable conversations and these deeper conversations about what's on our heart, what we're excited about. It's like my, my soul friends, they, they cheer me on when I have amazing wins and they're there to wipe my tears when I yeah. fall on my face. And those, having those kinds of relationships with our soul families is, is so, so important. And I just really acknowledge you for creating the communities that you're creating because we all need a place where we feel safe. You know, I think that even in entrepreneurism, which is why I love what you're doing with Melanin and Money, it's it's, it's a safe space for Black women to come and talk about entrepreneurship and the unique challenges and fears that they may face because I think a lot of times what stops us from going over our passion is just those old wounds of feeling Mm -hmm. different and not enough, you know? They, yeah. they stick around for a while.
1: <laughs> yes, they do. And you honestly don't realize them until you realize them, yeah. unfortunately. Um, you know, I, I think a, a while back, I used to say, um, you know, that I, I'm shy. Like, this is why I can't do this. This is why I can't do that. But it necessarily, I don't think it was that I was shy. And I realized that um, about a year ago, it was because I was scared to take up space. because so I was always in spaces where, I was different and you know, I was a black woman mm. in, um, a lot of white spaces. So it was very hard to, like, I just wanted to kind of curl and be like, mm. nobody's can see me. And I don't want to, you know, even though if I knew the answer, or even if my idea was better, I just wanted to just, I didn't want to stand out. That's the last yeah. thing I wanted to. Um, so it's, it's been one of those things that, that really has hi- been highlighted as, and navigated entrepreneurship um, because like, you know, you go on podcasts, like, of course, there are people going to be listening to this. So then I am, you know, in some respects, I am out there. Um, yeah. And I, I think, you know, kind of really understanding what, what, what are the stories attached to the things that you're saying about yourself or that you really feel like me saying that I'm shy had nothing to do with the fact that I'm shy, just, I was nervous and I did not want to be, you know, out in the limelight, so to speak, because I was different. And because
0: I didn't feel safe, you know? Yeah. Yeah, It's like you wanted to be seen, but you didn't want to be seen because it didn't feel safe. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Oh, let's make this a world where everybody feels safe to be seen because it's such a human need. We so, we so, so, so need that. And I really deeply acknowledge you for moving through your fears and putting yourself out there because I know it's not easy. You know, I know it can't be easy and you're doing amazing, amazing things in the world. Where Thanks. can people go Charlene to find, to connect with you? Maybe if they want to hire a VA and OBM, yeah. if they want to learn more about any of your brands.
1: Yeah. I would just go ahead, send me a DM. I'm always active in the DMS at Charlene um on Instagram. Like that's probably the fastest and quickest way to get a hold of me. My team members like are in charge of like, my Soulful systems brand and like my other brand. so if you want to get a hold of me directly just send me a DM.
0: Awesome, awesome, awesome. We'll put that in the show notes as well. So be, before we sign off, I'd love for you to I have two questions for you. yeah what do you think your mother is most proud of you for?
1: Um, it, she's definitely I just spoke with her yesterday and she asked she said the same thing she she, um, she said hey, this I'm really proud of you, you know, for really persevering, but not also persevering, but also creating like a legacy. Um, and I'm like, what do you mean creating a legacy? How have I done that? And she's like, well, even your sisters talk about you every single time that we me and, that they, they 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 chat. So, mm-hmm. um, my mother is definitely proud of me for creating a legacy, and also, I know that my grandchildren they're going to look, read about me. I know that, and they're gonna be they're gonna read and be like, hey. She was an amazing woman and she Mm -hmm. did X, Y, and Z and was able to pave the way for me. Um, And I am like, I, I definitely own it. And I'm happy and proud to say that I have an incredible legacy. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm, and that's taken some time to really like really step into that and own that magic.
0: I love that. So everybody listening, did you hear how Charlene owned it? It's okay to own it. It doesn't take away from anybody else. Her owning her legacy doesn't take away from mine or yours or anybody's. It's okay Mm -hmm. for us to own our brilliance. So important. And then final question, if you could go back to yourself when you were just starting your business, like baby, baby beginning, when everything was overwhelming and it was scary, what would be the biggest piece of advice or reassurance you'd give yourself?
1: I would say, I would say, you know, Things don't get easier, you just get smarter, more resilient, and um you'll not you'll figure it out. Everything is figure outable. And mm-hmm. I think at the time when I first started, I had that <laughs> I was like, uh, I don't know if I'm doing this right. <laughs> Everything mm-hmm. seems so messy, you yeah, know?
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Even the messy things are figure outable. Yeah. Yeah. So just that reassurance that you can do it and it's okay you to be messy. It. Yeah,
1: you it's can. totally okay to be messy, you know. Uh, all of the businesses that we, you know, aspire to be like, they started out messy. Nothing in this life is easy, um, and it's okay. Mm-hmm. It's totally okay for things to not be easy all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's the most important thing is for you to ask yourself, like, what do you really want, and then go, go grab it. That's
0: it. Yeah. Just go grab it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I love it. Thank you so much, Charlene, for providing us with this awesome inspiration today. You said you dropped so many nugget, bolt, little wisdom. What am I? What's the word I'm looking for? I hear I know what you're saying. You know saying. what I'm saying? It's hey, like we, nuggets, we, wisdom. Yeah. I can't remember what it says. Just a lot of, well, good, stuff. We're a lot tired. of good stuff. We're tired, you know? <laughs> yeah. Charlene and I were talking about it before we started recording. There's something going on in the universe where yep. neither one of us is sleeping. Yep. Um so at least I got through the whole podcast before I totally blundered on my words. <laughs> yes, I guess we have a few times, so it's okay. <laughs> it's okay. Everything's figure including my exactly. vocabulary. And
1: this is real, this is real life. Exactly. It's what
0: looks like (laughs) exactly we can mess up and laugh about it (laughs) exactly yep (laughs) oh thank you so much
1: thank you